Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode 912 of The Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is. Kimmy! I got one name! Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Yes, I said 912, getting close to that episode 1000. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. And the person who is not the villain, who is the hero of this episode, is Kimmy. She's right next to me. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Are you all rested and ready to go for this episode? I'm ready. We had a nerd, jam-packed, action-filled, geek-filled, pop-culture-filled Saturday, did we not? Yes, we did. And I had a, a very good time, and with you for many reasons, going to a certain collectible bookstore in downtown DeLand, and that is Cliff's Bookstore in DeLand. And Cliff just happened to have something that I really love and collect. He's a super dog. He's a super hero. He came to Earth from outer space. And his name is Rito. Yeah, he had Crypto Superdog uh, uh, sculpture, uh, uh, you know, statue. There. Very cute. Yeah, yeah, and you actually saw it before I did, but you didn't tell me about it. You waited for me to. Uh, I knew you would see it. You, you know, I don't know. I think you were waiting. You know, one thing about Cliff's store for those who visit Central Florida, if you if you're coming from afar, it's not that far from Orlando at all. It's in between. Orlando and Daytona Beach, it's worth a stop to go to downtown Deland and to go to Cliff's Bookstore. Now, if you're in the Orlando area, very easy to get to. You must check out Cliff's because Cliff's is sort of like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside, mm-hmm. but it's like the TARDIS full of to the maximum. Mm-hmm. I mean, like every square inch of the TARDIS is used. You know, it, he has books, he has collectibles, he has things all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's... It's a madman's collector's dream right yes. there. Uh-huh. And and you never know what you're going to find at Cliffs. And I just, we happen to find this uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive uh, crypto there. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, uh, I have a, another different uh, crypto from him 
oh, a few months ago that was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from a, a year or two ago and had that in the collection and I stumbled onto this one. I think you were letting me leave the store because I was getting ready to turn and say goodbye to Cliff and then I saw it right there. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I think you were going to let me leave. I picked it up and looked at it. I could have hidden it if, if I didn't want you to see it. I think you were hoping I'd walk past that. No. But I knew you'd see it. It was right at eye level and yeah. But you gave me you didn't even bat an eye. You 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 were like thumbs up, let that go into the collection. Mm-hmm. You knew I, I would want that and I, I think you like it as well too. Mm-hmm. We have a I picture do. we have a picture of uh, crypto, the thing we picked up at at Cliff's books right on our Facebook page. Check that out right on the Riley and Kimmy Show Facebook page. You can get to the Riley and Kimmy Show Facebook page via Facebook, of course, and through our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Also, all social media is available right there. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us. We'll have updates of upcoming conventions, ways you can find collectibles like crypto and other things. We keep you updated where we will be at and all those uh, fun pop culture things to check out. Right, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. Uh, Kimmy, good question for you here. A big one. On this June 26th, how would you like to play Nerd and Geek Trivia? Oh, yes, please. All right, Kimmy, we are moving into the world of Nerd and Geek Trivia. Before we go to what's happening on this date in history, one of our almanac parts, we're going to do something a little bit different on this Nerd and Geek Trivia for you. We're going to play some trivia for the 1970s here. Mm. Yes, and one of the things we're going to do is is we're going to play a little bit different thing with the 1970s here. We're going to kind of, uh, well, do a little bit of my favorite game show. Yes, Kimmy, we're going to be asking you how much these things cost in the 1970s, and you need to give the answer, okay? Now, keep in mind, I will give you the year in the 1970s of the item, so really think about that, you know, because some items did change, example, from 1970 to 1979. An example, which I will not be asking, is the, the average cost of a home. How much a home cost in 1970 is far different from 1970 to 1979. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just an example there. So try to, you know, narrow it down to that number because you watch The Price is Right, especially with these questions where I'm going to ask you is probably these things were asked on The Price is Right. Okay. Okay, so... That's the way we're going to play it here. That's the way it's going to roll here. Are you ready to play ready. this Nerd and Geek Trivia special bonus round, our version of A Price is Right? I'll give it a try. You you will, but there's one disadvantage here. No big wheel to spin. Ah. That's right, Kimmy, and no Plinko. Aww. And And that Yodel game. We're not going to have that one either. The Yodeler. Aww. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. So we don't have those things here on this version of the Riley and Kimmy show, but we're starting off. Here we go. The question for you is from the year 1972, Kimmy. From the year 1972. <laughs> tell me how much a half gallon of milk was in 1972. You have three choices here. Was it $1.09? Was it $0.59? Cents? Or was it... 39 cents. Dollar, whatever you said. Dollar nine, you think it was, mm-hmm. Kimmy? Yep. You are absolutely wrong. Oh. It was 59 cents in holy 1972. Cow. <laughs> yeah, holy cow. You're funny, Kimmy. Holy cow, that's good. <sighs> We're talking about milk. That's good. All right, Kimmy, the year was 1970. You, you didn't drink it, but you might have smelled it. Coffee. How much was a two-pound can, two-pound can of coffee... Was it $2.49, 69 cents, 
or $1.79? $1.79. Kimmy, you are absolutely right. Oh. Whoa, you're moving good here. You're doing well. Okay. Almost like you get a Plinko chip then. Isn't that All how right. we play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no Plinko game. All, All right, Kimmy, 1977 is the year. 12-ounce box of cornflakes cost how much? 50 cents, $1.49, or $1.99? $1.49. It cost 50 cents. Oh, no way. Way. 12-ounce box of cornflakes hmm. in 1977. Okay. All right, Kimmy, moving over to 1975, something sweet, Hershey's Chocolate Bar. How much did the Hershey's chocolate bar at the checkout counter cost at the average supermarket store? Did that Hershey's chocolate bar in 1975 cost 99 cents, 59 cents, or 15 cents? 15 cents. You're right, Kimmy. You're moving moving well there. Okay. Okay? You could buy a lot for a dollar back then. Comic book, Hershey bar, and a soda. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right, Kimmy. Can of Campbell's Chunky Soup, probably right when it came about, in being can of can of Campbell's chunky soup, 1972. How much did it cost? Did it cost 39 cents? 99 cents? A dollar 29. 39 cents. You're right, Kimmy. You're you're on a roll here. The okay. year is 1974. The McDonald's Big Mac costs how much? 99 cents? 65 cents? Or 40 cents? 65. You're getting these right. You've got a bunch of Plinko chips you can't use. All right. All right, Kimmy, the year is 1975. What is the suggested list price for a new vinyl LP? Is it $698, $398, $998? What year? 1975. What are the choices again? The choices are $6.98, $3.98, or $9.98. Six. You're correct. You're on a, you are on a major roll there, Kimmy. Congratulations. Now, moving to the year 1975. Tell me how much this item cost. Mego presents the Star Trek action figures featuring the crew of the Enterprise. Captain James T. Kirk, their fearless leader. Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew. Scotty, the chief engineer, in charge of the transporter room. Mr. Spock. The Vulcan, second in command. And the Klingon, enemy of the Star Trek crew. Star Trek action figures, complete with accessories shown. Each sold separately from Mego. All right, Kimmy, Mego action figures, Star Trek action figures, 1975. How much did each one of those cost? Were they, or was it, $2.49 each, $1.79 each, or $3.29 each? $3. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Would you like to change that? Nope. You're correct. $19.75, Ooh. To get your Mego, that would be worth a lot more than that right now. The year is 1975, lava lamp time. Did you ever have one of those back then? Mm-mm. All right. Probably because that was not safe, right? They were too hot. Hmm. You couldn't have that in your house because they got too warm, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just taking a guess because you couldn't play with what? The Easy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm figuring the lava lamp... Uh-uh. Anyhow, I'm sure some family members of yours did have lava lamps. The year is 1975. Kimmy, how much did that lava lamp cost? Did the lava lamp in 1975 cost, are you ready? Mm-hmm. $6.99, $19.99, or $29.49? Six. That lava lamp in 1975 cost $19.99. Okay. 
Okay. All right, we're moving over to clothing, Kimmy. I'm sure you will remember these. You probably don't want to. But the leisure suits in 1975. Remember those? Mm-hmm. All right, the leisure suit in 1975, Kimmy, cost how much? Did that leisure suit cost twenty two ninety eight? Forty-four ninety-eight or fifty-five ninety-eight. Forty-four. That leisure suit cost twenty-two oh. ninety-eight. Okay. We're moving. We're moving over into into the world of cars. Okay, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. Are, are you Are you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. All right. The year is nineteen seventy-two. Mm-hmm. How much did a brand new Chevrolet Corvette cost? The year is 1972. You might have seen one of these given away maybe on Let's Make a Deal or something. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Was that Corvette in 1972, that brand new Corvette, did it cost $5,296? Did it cost $9,949? Or did it cost $15,959? 5000 That's your final answer. You are correct. <laughs> That's what the Corvette cost. Moving over to cleaners, Kimmy, 1970, Ajax cleaner cost how much? How much did the Ajax cleaner cost? Was it 15 cents, 50 cents, or 99 cents? 15. You are correct. Bird's eye cool whip. I'm sure you ate that, didn't have any pie or anything with it. You just ate the cool whip, I'm sure. No. Bird's eye cool whip, 1970 is the year. Tell me how much that cost. Was it 25 cents? Was it 38 cents? Was it 65 cents? 25. It was 38 cents. Oh. Now, Kimmy, Crest, toothpaste, the year is 1970. How much did it cost? Was it 35 cents? Was it 77 cents? Was it 95 cents? 35. It was 77 cents. Uh, Kind of expensive when you think about it. It is. That's that's right. Hmm. Jiffy peanut butter. Were you a Jiffy or a Skippy? Jiffy. Jiffy. All right, so you you might have an advantage here. You you ate this stuff. Mm -hmm. Jiffy peanut butter. The year is 1971. How much did it cost? Was it 27 cents? Was it 59 cents? Was it 80 cents? 59. You're right. You know your Jiffy peanut butter. All right, didn't wasn't it was it the Goober one they came out with? It was like a combination of, it was like mixed up different flavors. If I remember right, Uh, I think Smuckers came out with some like chocolate peanut butter and before Reese's dip. Yeah, anyway. I didn't consume that. Just just remember that. All right, Kimmy, sliced bacon. How much did a pound of sliced bacon cost in 1978? You got the year? Mm-hmm. Was it 55 cents per pound, 85 cents per pound, or $1.29 per pound? 85. It was $1.29 mm. per pound. Okay. You okay? Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy, we're going to move over to a toy here. Tell me how much this toy cost. The year is 1975. Hey, it's Hasbro. Hasbro makes toys. What's new, Hasbro? Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head with their own cars and trailers. That's what's new. See, Mr. Potato Head has a car and boat trailer. And there's a car... That's actually a little older, Mr. Potato Head. But how much did the 1975 Mr. Potato Head cost solo? How much did he cost in a box? Oh, no. I'm not giving you any. No, I'm not giving you $5. He costs $1.99. All right, Kimmy, here we go. Moving over to something else. You ready? Mm -hmm. All right, Kimmy. (laughs) Here is your question, Kimmy. Hasbro released the Charlie's Angels dolls. All right, sort of Mm -hmm. like Mego figures. Okay. Yeah. 
they were eight and a half inches tall. Mm-hmm. Farrah was one of them. Sabrina, also Kelly. Everybody mm-hmm. was there. The mm-hmm. whole gang. I don't think a Bosley was there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. My question for you, Kimmy, is how much did that Hasbro action figure slash doll cost when it was released? How much if you wanted to buy Farrah or Sabrina? $9.99. Did you have any of these? No. Okay. The answer, Kimmy, you could have taken back a you know, pop bottles to have gotten yourself easily gotten yourself a Charlie's Angels doll back in when they were released by Hasbro, they cost four dollars and seventeen cents each. Woo. That's not including the action, you know, the toys and accessories and things with it. I assume they had cars and things like that. I don't quite remember the Charlie's Angels toys. Do you? Mm-mm. You you don't remember those either? Mm-mm. All right, Kimmy. Next one for you. I doubt you played this one, although you might have played it with a younger relatives. It came out in 19, let me see here, 1978 is when it was first released. It's still around in various forms. Tell me, in 1978 dollars, how much this item cost? If you want to win the game, you got to take a good aim and get the most marbles with your hippo. Playing Hungry Hungry Hippo. Hungry Hungry Hippo. Hungry Hungry Hippos is the name of the game, and whosoever hippo gets the most marbles wins. Playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos. I win. Hungry Hungry Hippos, new from Hasbro. All right, Gibby, it was 1978 when it was first released. Tell me, within 50 cents, how much that Hungry Hungry Hippo cost that game. Six dollars. Oh, you're, you're close, but not quite there. $7.44. Mm. For the Hungry Hungry Hippos, did you ever play Hungry Hungry Hippos? Um, I may have. I think we need to break that game out and take it with us sometime at some uh, appearance. We could have the Hungry Hungry Hippos game. What do you think about that? Mm. You don't like that idea, I see. Okay, Kimmy, the year is 1972. You were un- you were not allowed to play with this item. You were not allowed to use this item. Probably couldn't even taken it out of the box. Had to use it as a as a you know doorstop or something. I, I'm just, or or just uh, it's on the it's that's the toy I can't use. Maybe you had it on a shelf or something or in a closet. Give me how much within 50 cents this item was in 1972 dollars. Remember when you were little and had fun making mud pies? And then you grew up and helped Mommy bake a Betty Crocker cake. Well, now that you're older, guess what? Now there's a Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven just for you. It's the most beautiful oven I've ever seen. And it comes with real Betty Crocker mixes. Be a Betty Crocker baker, make a Betty Crocker cake in your Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven. And you can get extra Betty Crocker mixes to make lots of delicious treats. Hey, Mom. Want to lick the spoon? Another good thing about Kenner's Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven, it comes with valuable Betty Crocker gift coupons. All right, give me it. The item that you never got to play with measured 14 by 6 by 11 inches. And can you tell me within 50 cents how much in 1972 the toy you could not play with, which you did have, how much it cost? 10.99. 
unbelievable. What? You got it exactly right. Really? You got it. How did you, you got that exactly? I don't know. It just came to me. Kimmy, how did you get that? Was there a price on that box that you just remember way back then? No. Like, Somebody spent ten ninety nine on me, and I I can't even play it. Uh, no. But you, I mean, I'm not kidding here. You could not play with that. I could toy. not. You still have issues about that, don't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so maybe we, that's why I don't cook today. Interesting. But that I, could all stem from that. But I never had one of those. And I am the cook. I am the chef. Hmm. I, that's it. Well, but you didn't have that stigma like, here, here's this, but you can't use it. You have to watch <laughs> me use it. So now I watch other people cook. Yes, you do. And you do that quite well. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. And you know what? I think my good friend Eric Waller, Vicious Collectibles, the uh, cupcake zombie people, uh, I think he had an easy bake oven. Mm. I think he made those mud pies and then graduated to the easy bake oven way back when. You know mm-hmm. that? I think he might even use one of them right now to make his cupcake zombies, don't you? Mm. I just have that feeling. That's what that's what I feel, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. All right. Kimmy, we're moving over to another part of the almanac. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy, it was on this date in history, June 26. That's where we're going to be asking questions from. The bicycle was patented by W.K. Clarkson Jr. on this date in history. The bicycle. What year? Wow. The bicycle. 1850. 1819, Kimmy. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy, it's an audio clue. Tell me what year this movie opened in the United States. Here is your audio clue. Dragnet. The story you are about to see this summer is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. For instance, Dan Aykroyd. Ma'am. Is Sergeant Joe Friday. Tom Hanks is Detective Pep Strebeck. I'm your new partner. There's a dress code for detectives in robbery homicide. Section 3-605.10.20.22.24.70.80. My name's Friday. Take a lot of kidding about that? Almost never. Police officers, ma'am. Why couldn't you have got here before that big, bad, stupid-looking piece of sewage breast stole my white wedding dress? Just the facts, ma'am. All right, Kimmy, give me the year that the movie Dragnet opened in the United States. 1994. Wow. 1987. Oh. Did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought I thought you would have... You must not have seen it when it first came out then. You remember there was a dance hit with that too? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, there was a dance hit where Tom Hanks, uh, some of the sound bites from the movie are used in it, and also uh, uh, some of Danny Aykroyd mm. is used in it as well. Dragnet theme okay. was a was a dance hit. Not make mm. not a big dance hit, but did play in mm. some clubs. All right, Kimmy, we're moving over to something else. Elvis has left the building. All right, it was on this date in history. Elvis Presley's final concert took place in Indianapolis, Indiana. Give me the year his final concert occurred. Seventy-seven. That's correct. Nineteen seventy-seven. All right, Kimmy, moving over to celebrity notable birthdays. This individual is no longer with us. Born on this date in history. I'll give you a clue. Actor, tell me who this is. Here is your audio clue. If you could see my face, you would feel sorry for me. People who look at me, they see a mask. Artificial. But the face behind the mask. It's mutilated. Hideous. A horrible nightmare. Out of which I can never awake. All right, give me. Who is that actor? 
He's having a birthday today. Classic in horror. Also, he played Mr. Moto. He played in the classic uh, movie M. I'm, Kimmy, he played in. The, I know. I'm. I'm. He played I'm, in the. Raven. I know who it is. I'm he drawing played, a blank on the name. Played in a Raven. I can't. Trying, I can't pull up oh, the name. Kimmy, I'll give you his first Peter, name. Peter, is it? That, that's correct, Peter. Peter. Come on, Kimmy, you can do it. Jeez. Um. Well, extremely talented. He was in the Maltese Falcon. Come on, Kimmy, you can do it. Peter. Last name begins with an L. Did you give up? Yeah. It's Peter Laurie. Yeah. All right, Kimmy, he was born on this date in history, passed away in 1964 at the age of 59. Moving over to somebody in the music world. Here is your audio clue. This individual is having a birthday today. Tell me who it is and tell me how old they are. Here is your audio clue. What a wicked game to play to make me feel this way. What a wicked thing to do to let me dream of you. What a wicked thing to say. All right, Kimmy, that played on radios back uh, some years ago. Tell me who that individual is and how old they are. Chris Isaac. That's correct. And how old? Mm. 49. Chris Isaac today is 60 years old. Really? Yes, Kimmy, mm. he is 60. Moving over to another musical question for you. This individual, I'm going to give a sample of the band that they were lead singer of. Mm-hmm. It was, And it was one of these, you know, X of X. Okay, I'm not looking for the name of the band. Mm-hmm. Give me the name of the lead singer. That lead singer is having a birthday today. Tell me how old they are. Here is your audio clue. I am the Right, Kimmy, that should be easy for somebody who is an audiophile like you, I, unless I have to give you the name of the band. I don't think I do because I think you know who it is. Who is that lead singer? Patty Smythe. That's correct. Patty Smythe having a birthday today. How old is Patty Smythe? 55. She is 59. And just for a bonus, no taking away pocket lint here, what band was she with there? Um, nope. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Scandal. Scandal. Yeah. And the- she's married to John McEnroe. Wow. You're full of trivia today. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, Kimmy, keep that trivia hat going here. All right. Keep the brain going. Here we go. Next one is an actor having a birthday. Tell me who this actor is with this audio clue. I don't know if this will be easy for you. I try to make it as easy as possible. Their voice is not identifiable, but what their dialogue, what they're saying here should give you who this is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Here is your audio clue. Tell me who this is and how old they are. Here's the clue. You got a real gratitude problem. You know that, Bruce? I need a name. Bat Boy, Nightwing. I don't know. What do you think? What's a good sidekick name? I just saved your life. You owe me. You're looking at your new partner, Bruce. Whenever you go out tonight, I'll be watching. And wherever Batman goes, I'm going to be right beside him. How are you going to stop me? Robin. Riddler and Two-Face can make a pretty lethal combination. Figured you could use a hand. All right, this is a live action movie. He obviously played Robin. 
live mm-hmm. action movie. I'll give you. You need the. Do you need to hear, hear his voice one more time? Can no. You, all right. Can you tell me who he is? That's from the mid 1990s. I can give you that much of a clue. Yeah. He acted. It's opposite. an actor I don't like. He. No, I don't. We don't. We don't need that part. He. <laughs> he, he, he acted opposite. Val Kilmer. Yeah. And yeah. he acted opposite Al Pacino at one time. Yeah. I Come on, Kimmy. You can do this. Pushed his name out of my head, I guess. Come on, Kimmy. Mm-mm. I will give you his name. You give me his age. Are you ready? Okay. His name is Chris O'Donnell. You tell yeah. me how old actor Chris O'Donnell is today. Um, 48. I had to look twice here. Very close. 46 years old today. Okay. Way to go there, Kimmy. Congratulations. You did well. And he was in two Batman movies, by the way. Yeah, I, I just and you never, get, I couldn't have come you, up with that name. You didn't, I just, no. I thought, I, I knew the voice just wouldn't stand out, but I thought what he was saying mm-hmm. might cause you yeah, to. Yeah, I, I figured out who, but I couldn't think of his name because he's like. All right, that's okay, Kimmy. That's all right. We won't, no, you obviously don't like that actor. All right, so just, that's okay. Calm down. That's all right. Now, Kimmy, being, uh, well, a positive thing we want to do. We want to remember somebody here on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. And who we are going to remember is somebody you couldn't think their name either. And that is Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre had a rich film career, wide range of work, but he also was part of the golden age of radio. Radio Riley and Kimmy show going back in time to celebrate the world of old time radio, golden age of radio, also called OTR with those collectors. And Peter Laurie, he was part of old time radio. I could give so many different examples, but he had his own show too called Mystery in the Air. They would do like works of Edgar Allan Poe and other literature and have that, you know, supernatural thriller suspenseful twist to it even more so with the theater of the mind being the golden age of radio one of the examples we're doing right now is that show mystery in the air hosted by peter laurie and starring peter laurie he acts in this as well this episode is called beyond good and evil on the riley and kimmy show mystery in the air Starring Peter Lorre. This, dear friends, was the man Philip Gentry, or Reverend Pierce, or whatever other name he may choose in eternity, the man whom we bury today. That night when he stood above my bed, pouring defiance and bitterness into my ears, thinking that I was paralyzed. I could both speak and write. My paralysis had been gone for many days. But I did not speak, because I knew what Philip Gentry would do, what he had to do, criminal and murderer, though he was. Reverend Pierce. Good evening. Good evening, Lucy. Is Reverend McKillop still awake? Oh, yes. We don't put him to bed until eight or later. 
Evening service over already? Is it over? <laughs> Shame on you, Lucy, a parson's daughter, and you forget there is no service on Wednesdays. Of course. You've come to read to Father. Well, there's so little I can do. Uh, if he were able to let us know in some way... I you know. can tell by his eyes. Whenever you're here, they fairly glow. Oh, and I suppose that helpless as he is, not able to speak or even to write, my, my visits are at least a diversion. You're much more than a diversion. Mm. You're his hope. No, Lucy. The Lord is his hope. Oh, yes. The Lord struck him down with paralysis, and, and in time the Lord will surely free him from it. Well, I'll go in and try to cheer him up. Good evening, Reverend McKillop. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Yes, McKillop, you hang on my every word, and, and you never talk back. You never have, except once, and, and after tonight you won't get the chance. Huh? Speak up, Reverend, why don't you? No, of course, the cat's got your tongue, huh? Yes, tonight is your last chance, Reverend. Tonight is the consummation, finish, the end, act three curtain on a great play about death and redemption, about good and evil. And I won't shrink from your eyes, McKillop, see? Your eyes can't kill, but I can kill. I have the mind and the will and the hands. I've killed one man, that you know. And tonight, tonight I'm going to kill again. Yes, Reverend McKillop, you know who I was before I became the Reverend Howard Pierce, pastor of this good and godly community. And you know my real name, it's Philip Gentry, but, but you never knew the soul of Philip Gentry, the, the contempt, the sum of evil that was in me that night it all began. Yes, it's, it's now three months ago. What a stormy night. I, I was crouching in a swamp with a man named Mac because we had just escaped from prison, hiding like animals in the deep mud and ooze, alien from the whole entire human race. Gentry, where are you going? To the highway, you idiot. Got to make time before daylight, before the rain stops. They'll bring out the bloodhounds in the morning. Yeah, okay, okay, you're the boss. There's the highway now, there, beyond the fence. Well, so what do we do now? Where do we go? It's played up. I'll meet you in Chicago later. Uh, at Gus's place? Yes, at Gus's place in two or three weeks when a manhunt cools on. You, you won't let me down, will you, Gentry? I said I'll meet you. Now get moving. Go on, faster. I walked a mile and, and then I saw a car. It, it was parked close to the edge of the road. Its, its headlights almost blacked out by the rain and... And then, at a glow of what I knew was a flashlight, I, I saw a man bending into the rain, struggling to change a tire. He, he was alone, so I walked up to him. Hello. Need help? Oh, oh you startled me. I'm sorry. I didn't expect to see anyone this late. Picked a bad night for a flat. Yes, and it's the second today. I'm going to be awfully late. Here, uh, come on, let me help you. Oh, no, 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 thank you. But if you would hold the light. Oh, sure, from a long way? Uh, yes, from Detroit. I, I'm on my way to Carlton. I was Carlton, supposed to get there this afternoon. I'm the new minister there. Uh, my name's Pierce. Didn't notice you were a preacher. Yes, I'm taking over for old Reverend McKillop at Grace Church. Reverend He's McKillop. been in bad health, yes, so I'm taking his place. Yes. Oh, 
My, this, this boat is stubborn. I, I, I can't seem to get it to... Come on, let me have the reins. Uh, no, no, really, just, just hold the line. I said give me the reins. Well, all right, it's awfully good of you. Come on, give it to me. No, 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 wait. I need wait, what your are you car, Everett. No, he is. no, You please. are going to be please. eaten later no. than you thought. No. Oh. Be quiet, no. you... hit him twice, and I can't tell you now, Reverend McKillop, what I thought when it wrenched big into flesh and bone, or I swear to you that it was not my intention to kill, and, and yet I, I did, I, I killed, yes, when I put my hand on his chest, the heart had stopped, and, and the Reverend Howard Pierce was dead. Reverend Pierce was dead. <laughs> Very dead, so so I buried him. I buried him in my prison clothes, and soon I I was dressed in his clothes. Oh, I had on his decent black and turned around collar, and I was rolling this way. And at the city limits of Carlton, my own destiny stepped in. I was stopped by a traffic cop. Let me see your license, buddy. A license? Oh, yeah, I... I'm a, here. Here it is. Uh, Howard Pierce. Occupation. Hmm? Oh, minister. I didn't notice. Well, what is it, officer? Was that speeding? No, no, we're checking all cars on this road. There oh. was a break at the state pen. Two prisoners escaped. Yes. They might come this way. I see. But I won't hold you up any longer, Reverend. You uh, going far? Oh, no. Uh, Carlton. Well, say, this is Carlton. It is? <laughs> oh, yes, there's the sign. Say, I get it. <laughs> Imagine me not catching on right away. Catching on? Sure, oh, you why? must be the new preacher for Grace Church. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> well, I'm Charlie Owen. I, oh, I yes. sing in the Grace Church choir, baritone. Oh. Uh, you going to the parsonage now? Yes, I was. Well, it's a little tricky finding it. I'm going into headquarters now, and I have to go right by Reverend McKillop's house. Oh, that's nice. You follow me. Thank you, son. It's very nice of you. Why, hello, Charlie. Guess who I'm delivering to you? It's Reverend Pierce. He's just getting out of the car. Who are you expecting, Lucy? The boyfriend? You mean my fiancé, Mr. Tom Hubbard? <laughs> when are you two going to get married, anyway? You know, everybody in... Oh, here's Reverend Pierce. Uh, Reverend Pierce, here's Lucy, Reverend McKillop's daughter. How do you do? Oh, come in, come in, Reverend Pierce. Father and I have been so worried. We expected you all afternoon. Oh, I had two flat tires. Oh, what a shame. Well, Father's waiting up for you in his study. Father, Charlie Owen brought Reverend Pierce. Reverend Pierce? Well, come in, come in. Uh, you and Mr. Owen wait outside for a few minutes, Lucy. All right, Sure, Father. sir. <laughs> Sit over here, Reverend Pierce. Thank you, sir. I can't tell you how relieved I am to see you. I really couldn't bring myself to sleep tonight without first talking to you. You see... The situation's serious. Serious? Serious? Why, Reverend? My health. I'm a sick man. I've had one stroke as I wrote you. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I could have another one at any time. Okay. The doctor says a worse one. And I feel it essential that the work of the parish should be in firm hands. This parish needs a young man. Why, well, I, I hope to be of service, sir. I've heard only good of you, Reverend Pierce. Thank you. And you know you're even younger than you look. Oh, really? In the picture you sent. Uh, mm. Darker, too. Your, your hair. I'm afraid it, 
He wasn't a very good liking. I have the picture here somewhere on my desk with your letters. What did you want uh, to talk to me about, Reverend McKillop? Oh, all the work of the parish. Oh, yes, here's the photograph. It's, uh... It... Something Reverend wrong, Pierce. Reverend McKillop? It's not... Who are you? Not what? This isn't your picture. Who are you? I don't think that should interest you. It's Something's happened, Reverend, Reverend Pierce. McKillop. What did you do to him? You're... What? You're... What do you think I did, uh, Reverend McKillop, huh? Uh, Come on, go on, guess. Guess, don't you hear me? Come on, don't you play with me, you you sanctimonious fool. You, Come on, speak up. Speak up. What's the matter with you? Oh, don't tell me you had another stroke, huh? That's right, you, you can't speak, huh? Is that it? Well, I'll find out. And in any case, I'll take that picture, Reverend McKillop. And, and now, if Reverend you don't... Reverend Pierce, we thought... Oh. Yes, Lucy, I... Something has happened to your father. We we were talking and... Uh, Is it? Yes, I'm, I'm afraid it's another stroke. He, he can't speak and apparently he can't move. Father. Father. What can we do? Lucy, we, we'll have to wait for the doctor and, and maybe even Bennett. I know. The doctor said he could be paralyzed for months, years. But he mustn't die. No, no. If we have faith, the Lord will spare him and... And until the good Lord returns his health, uh, I'll try to shepherd his flock. Yes, and, and since that first time, Reverend McKillop, you've never opened your mouth again. Oh, you can stare, yes. Stare as hard as you want. That doesn't bother me. Because your stare cannot kill, but, but I, as you know... I can, and I will, Reverend McKillop. Mr. Peter Laurie will bring us the climax of tonight's mystery in the air. <laughs> Reverend McKillop, aging, paralyzed, unable to speak, listens helplessly as Philip Gentry, criminal and murderer, explains why he killed Reverend Pierce and assumed Pierce's clothes and identity and describes his first sermon. And so, in conclusion, dear friends, remember the agony of our Lord was shared by two thieves. And they were crucified beside him that he might be numbered among the transgressors. And remember his words to one. Verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. <coughs> now we will sing hymn 426, just as I am without one plea. was my first sermon, Reverend McKillop. Oh, I saw your eyes when Lucy told you how, how deeply moved the congregation was. Oh, you couldn't understand. You just couldn't how such a thing could be done without faith. Oh, but, but I've been a lawyer, and, and I've done a lot without faith. Yes, I've been the ideal parson you were looking for. I, oh, I wish you could ask young Hubbard. Uh, you don't know he called on me, huh? 
Reverend Pierce? Yes. I missed your first service, Reverend. I thought I ought to pay you a call. My name's Hubbard. Oh, yes, I know, I know. You're in the choir. Come on. Come in, Mr. Hubbard. Make yourself comfortable. Oh, thank you. What's your business, Mr. Hubbard? Uh, I work at the bank. I'm chief teller. Chief teller? Huh? A very responsible job for a young man like you. I suppose it is, but I don't have much more responsibility than the other tellers, except at the end of the month. Oh. Then it's a strain. End of the month? Why? Well, sure. That's when I have to... Yes? <laughs> You know, I, I've never told anyone about oh, this. Please, and so even with you, well, I... if it's confidential. Well, no, no, naturally not. So far as you're concerned, Reverend oh, Pierce. Um, you see, the thirtieth of the month, we move all our deposits to the Federal Reserve Bank. Yes. Um, Two hundred thousand dollars or more. So, you can see how I wouldn't want some people to know that. You mean you, you have to take the deposits alone? To... Oh no, no, gosh, no. That'd be even worse than it is. No, there's an armored truck that oh, comes to what? take the money. Surely the bank takes adequate precautions. I'm well, sure I have a that. gun, and there's an alarm system, but... Oh, you see. Well, the thing is, I'm all alone. Hmm? Sometimes when I'm sitting there at my desk, I think how easy it would be. Why? Well, all somebody would have to do is shoot me through the glass door. <laughs> Even if the alarm rang, it would be ten minutes before the police got there. Well, Mr. Hubbard, after all, it's a very quiet community, no one. Well, I guess that's what the directors of the bank figure. Only possible danger I can see would be from from too many people knowing what you've told me. I mean, wrong people. Mm. You say you don't talk, so... Oh, no. No, Reverend Pierce. I've never told a soul except you. That's faith, McKillop. I, I see I did a lot without faith, but, but not without faith in my own shining destiny. Imagine, out of all this communities, 35,000 people, Hubbard, picked me, me, to share his secret. <laughs> he even told me the truck didn't come for the money until 9.30 at night. As soon as Hubbard had gone, I wrote a letter to Mac. You remember, I'd, I told Mac to wait for me in Chicago, and, and in that letter... I explained the setup and I asked him to be at the bank at 9 p.m. on the 30th. Well, and in the meantime, I, I continued to play my saintly part. <laughs> it was easy, warmed by adulation, warmed by love, yes, love. Because even you could see what was happening to your daughter, your own very beautiful daughter. Lucy, yes, she, she fell in love with me. <laughs> And believe me, Lucy was a great help to me, blinded by what she called love. If I made a slip, she was there to help me cover up. And what did I feel? Love? Well, Lucy, as long as the word love served me, I used it. But last week, on Wednesday, when I came in the evening to read to you, I, I suddenly realized that it could also be a source of great danger. Oh, Howard. Howard, darling. You're all I've waited for all day. Let me look at you, Lucy. Say you look so happy. How would I have the most wonderful news? Guess. How can I guess? Well, I, I've never breathed a word to Father about us. Well, you and me, you know, because you asked me not to. Not until you? he can talk to I'm us sure and give you us didn't. his blessing. No, not yet I haven't, but the doctor was here today. Yes? And he told me Father will speak again soon, any day now. Yeah. Doctor doesn't know why he hasn't already. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yes, and yes, it is. Howard, what's the matter? Nothing is the matter. Well, there is, I can see. Well, look, Lucien, I was going to tell you before, you see, I can't marry you, not ever. You can't? Please, don't ask me why. It's because you don't love me. Believe me, Lucy, you, 
You just have to go on and live your life as, as if you'd never met me. As if I'd never met you. You know what that means? Whatever it means. It means I'll marry Tom Hubbard and you'll well, perform the service. Yes. You'll be the one to make me Mrs. Tom Hubbard. Mrs. who? Who did you say? Tom Hubbard. I'll be a banker's wife. What? <laughs> Never knew his name before. And, uh, well, no matter what you think, Lucy, I, I'm sure you'll be happy. <laughs> I have to go in and see your father now, Lucy, and try to be brave, will you? <laughs> Good evening, Reverend McKillop. Oh, you poor, voiceless, brainless, harmless old Reverend McKillop. I, I hear you may be able to talk again, yes. I, I hear someday you're going to speak. Well, I have only one week to wait, that's all. One week, and but you are a danger. Therefore, I ought to kill you, Reverend. I, I ought to kill you now. Oh, don't ask me why I didn't kill you, Reverend McKillop. I, I suppose it will always be distasteful to me. It's a, it's a job for cruder minds, and, and if it happens that my neat habits turn in a good deed now and then, that doesn't make me a Boy Scout, does it? I might not like to think of Lucy, only, only two days married, so soon to be a widow, so, so soon in half an hour, yes, because in half an hour, Mac is going to shoot Tom Hubbard as he sits at his desk. And in half an hour, I'll have $200,000 and I'll be free, you hear? Well, Reverend, now that you know the real Philip Gentry, do you understand? Do you? No, I doubt it. I, I doubt if you, with your good book and, and your years of tending the good sheep in the rich green pastures here, could ever understand one-tenth of what a man like me feels. Doesn't matter. I don't need your understanding. I don't. Good night, Reverend, and, and sleep well. Oh, let me in. Reverend Pierce, just a minute. I wanted to make sure. You see, this is the knife in the truck. Yes, comes. yes, I remember. That's how I knew where to find you. Oh. Well, did you want something? Yes. Lucy's feeling sick. I, I came to send you home. L Lucy? But I, I can't. I have to stay. I can stay for you. Oh, gee, I don't know. I'm supposed to stay until the truck Lucy's gets here. Lucy's calling for you, Tom. She's really sick? Yes. Well, all right. I, I guess with you here, it'll be all right. Just tell me what to do. Well, uh, that's the money right there already in those sacks. Yes. I sit here? Yeah, right at this desk. Uh, mm. Gee, I... I don't know what the directors will Come think. Come on, run along, Tom. They'll never know. Even if someone walks by from the outside, they'll never know if it's, if it's you or me sitting here. Something's crowy. 
You said in your letter that... No, no, I... <laughs> I didn't have a chance to tell you the plans were changed. Oh, Gentry. Honest, Gentry. I didn't mean to I shoot... Know, you... Look, you better go. I... I'm dying, man. I... I ain't gonna leave you here, Gentry. What do you think? Yes, you... You are going to leave me. They won't get me back. I'm dying now. You go on now. Only... You won't be able to take the money. The plan is all changed. Yeah, okay, that doesn't matter, the money. Remember me when... When thou comest... Into thy kingdom. Hey, hey, what are you talking about, Gentry? It's from the Bible, Mac. You wouldn't know it. Uh, uh, it's from the Bible. Uh, yes. It was said by, by a thief. This, dear friends, was the man Philip Gentry, or Reverend Pierce, or whatever other name he may choose in eternity the man whom we bury today. That night when he stood above my bed, pouring defiance and bitterness into my ears, thinking I was paralyzed, I could both speak and write. My paralysis had been gone for many days. But I did not speak, because I knew what Philip Gentry would do, what he had to do. I knew what he denied, that to accomplish work as he had in God's vineyard, a man must have faith, even though he deny that faith. That is why, in spite of all, he protected my daughter's happiness. That is why he could not kill me. For the work he did here had molded him, in spite of himself, into a man who is truly a servant of God. To such a man our Lord would say, Verily I say unto you, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Next week, Mystery in the Air, starring Mr. Peter Lorre, brings you The Mask of Medusa by Nelson Bond, with a special musical score composed and conducted by Paul Barron. The artists supporting Mr. Lorre tonight were Henry Morgan as the voice of mystery, Peggy Weber as Lucy, John Brown as Reverend McKillop, Howard Culver as Mac, Jack Edwards Jr. as Hubbard, and Russell Thorson as Reverend Pierce. This is Michael Roy in Hollywood wishing you a pleasant good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.